Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Michelle O'Neill, uh, to be, uh, if it works out, and it mightn't, the new First Minister of Northern Ireland. Um, she is from Cork, and you might not have realised it, but she was born in Fermoy in the late 70s and lived there until she was four, when the family then moved back to County Tyrone, where she went to school and grew up. But she is effectively a Cork woman, and could well be the First Minister of Northern Ireland. She's in a position to be because uh, Sinn Féin has the highest number of seats in their new assembly, but there's a lot of toing and froing to be done before she is declared First Minister. But I want to be joined by uh, the station director of U105 uh, in, in Belfast, one of our uh, stations in the wireless group of Ireland. Peter, good morning. Peter McVerry. Good morning to you, PJ. Tell, we tell all me. know that Cork unofficially yeah. run the country, but they're hoping to make it official. I think we are. On both sides of the border. Tell, tell people about Michelle O'Neill. You know, she is this, this woman who is the head of Sinn Féin in the North and likely to be First Minister now if it all works out. But her Cork connections, where did... I mean, she was born in Fomoy, but how did that come about? <laughs> Yeah, well, she was down there. I think the family were were working. It was in the the late seventies as well, and she came from a strong Republican family. Her her dad, after they came back over the border, was elected as a councillor in Dungannon, and she eventually took over his seat, and that started her political rise. She's also got connections. An uncle Paul of hers was the president of uh, Norad, and there are a few other family members and cousins who who served some time. And she's also had relatives who were killed in the troubles as well. So you know what it was like in the seventies with people moving across either side of the border and the family ended up down there for a few years before coming back up here in the early 80s just around the hunger strike yeah, time. There was a lot of families f- fled the north to get away from the troubles in the very early days. Was Were her, were her family one of those? Yeah, we're not sure of the exact reasons whether the whether it was by by choice or by design, if you like, or whether they were they were forced to go, because they're, they were based around Clano near Dungannon is the family homestead and the family the family patch is not the sort of place that you you would have had to leave for religious or sectarian reasons, but for whatever reason the family uh, were found themselves down in Fermoy and, and spent the first four years of Michelle's life down there. And then they moved back and she was educated in, in, in Tyrone and, and grew up there. But I, I did meet her briefly at an event in Cork a couple of years ago and she, she never forgot forgot her Cork roots and she's she's quite proud of them as she told me on, on that day. Uh, just briefly Peter, it's a very complicated process up there now. Sinn Féin have the right to the office of First Minister but it's not going to be easy. 
No, and, and Michelle O'Neill was tweeting there just before 9 o'clock to let us know that she'd arrived at Stormont and she was looking forward to try and move things on. But it, it's not easy. Sinn Féin actually held on to the same number of seats on the way out of the selection as they had on the way in, PJ. That's, that's 27. Right. The, the DUP dropped by three. They went from 28 to, to 25. One of those was a guy who went independent before the election and then two seats that they lost. So that gives Sinn Féin the, the largest number of seats and that gives them the right to nominate the First Minister. Historically, since 1998, it used to be when we had the Good Friday Agreement, it was the SDLP and those unionists that were able to nominate because they were the largest two parties. It has to be under what's called the mandatory coalition that was signed up to as part of the Good Friday Agreement and subsequent renegotiations of that. It must be that the, the largest unionist party and the largest nationalist party must nominate the, the first and deputy first minister in whatever order, depending on who's got the most yeah. votes, and one cannot exist without the other. The two rules are identical in That's law. Right. There's no practical difference. You know, Michelle O'Neill, should they get this solved in the next couple of days or the next week, which is highly unlikely, PJ, she'll have no more power next Monday than she had before the election came. It's just that sim- that symbolism of it. But the DUP at this stage are refusing to nominate um, because they are unhappy with the outworkings of the Northern Ireland Protocol, yeah. which came as part of Brexit. And they're holding that, if you like, as a bargaining tool against Westminster to say, you sort the protocol and then we'll go back in, but it'll be in that order. Yeah, and, and everybody and, and else, well, most other people are saying the reverse. They've got six months to do this, so it ain't gonna. They're in no hurry, as it were. They've got six months to sort something out, but but still, they, they, yeah. it, it, if it doesn't look positive this week, it won't look any more positive next week. No, well, they didn't used to have six months. It's only legislation that the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, Brand Lewis, pushed through Westminster earlier this year. It used to be that, that, that they would have had about a week. And essentially what happens is there's everybody's up at Stormont today or due at Stormont today for an induction. 18 of the 90 Assembly members, PJ, are, are new and need to figure out how it works and need to, you know, get their seats and show them where to sit, etc. So that's happening. Brandon Lewis is meeting each of the party leaders today as well, separately, to try and resolve that. And we've also got a meeting of all the party leaders this afternoon to try and resolve it themselves. The other complicator in there is that Geoffrey Donaldson now has got two seats. The DUP, uh, uh, double jobbing was outlawed. He's currently the Lagan Valley MP in Westminster. He's now a Lagan Valley MLA. He's got a bit of week to decide what to do, and that will give us a good indication because, you know, He'll not come back to Stormont if he thinks Stormont's not going to sit. He'll sit in Westminster, take the salary there, and argue that he can be more use yeah. in lobbying the British government on the protocol sitting over there. If he does co-opt somebody else, then that'll give us a strong indication to say the DUP don't see themselves going back in in the next number next yeah. number of weeks. You know, if you're asking as a betting man, what I would say, I would say we might get it solved, but you know. We'll not get it solved in days. It's unlikely to be weeks, and it's more likely to be months. We do have a habit, PJ, of pushing things to and beyond the deadline politically in Northern Ireland. Indeed you do. Give us a deadline, says you, and we'll, we'll take it to the, li- to the limit. Peter McVerry, station director of our wireless partners in Northern Ireland, U105. So, Michelle O'Neill, Cork woman, in a position to become the First Minister of Northern Ireland but it ain't going to happen this week and it ain't going to be easy for her to do it. But still, we congratulate her on it. Although, you know, the the big story that people missed at the weekend, I think, was yeah, Sinn Féin had a great day and are entitled to nominate to the office of First Minister as a result of their success. But actually, they only kept on the same number of seats. Their vote only went up by a small amount. The real winners over the weekend and it has to be said it's a win for the the middle ground so the extremes of politics unionism and republicanism 
and nationalism. They, the Alliance doubled their number of seats and doubled their vote. They were the real winners, the middle grounders. There's a message there, I think, for, for politics. Quartz 96 FM.